Once again, happy Sabbath. We praise the Lord for this wonderful day. We've been talking this morning concerning Israel's lack of focus as related to the instructions of God, but it, it, it reminds us of ourselves and how we can so easily drift into idolatry. But God said this morning that he has what's called a superior way. And this is what we're going to look at this morning. God's way is superior to any other way that exists. Now Israel, and we're going to pick this up in 1 Samuel chapter 8, Israel had gotten to a point where they didn't believe that any longer. You know, they would fall in and out, in and out, in and out, as, they, as, as their history dictates. But unfortunately, this was a time where God uh, had made a point to let his servant know that this was on, they were on their way out. And in 1 Samuel chapter 8, I'm going to pick it up at verse 5. It says, And said unto him, Behold, this is uh, Samuel. The, the people were talking to Samuel. And they were trying to... To, to set up a different type of structure, a different type of government. And in verse 5 it says, and, and said unto him, Behold, thou art old, and thy sons walk not in thy ways. Now make us a king to judge us like all the nations. But the thing displeased Samuel when they said, Give us a king to judge us. And Samuel prayed unto the Lord. And the Lord said unto Samuel, Hearken unto the voice of the people in all that they say unto thee. For they have not rejected thee, but they have rejected me, that I should no, not reign over them, according to all the works which they have done since the day that I brought them up out of Egypt, even unto this day, wherewith they have forsaken me and served other gods. So do they also unto thee. God said, they always been like this, Samuel. Don't you get down. Don't you get depressed. Don't you think this is personal. They have always been like this. They do not want me to reign over them. They'd rather have another God reign. They ever have another God uh, rule over them. And that's basically what it was. And see how horrible this was. How ignorant this was. How insulting this was. That Israel had been given the government designed by the Creator and they rejected it. If we go to the book of Romans, it teaches us even in the, in the New Testament about the advantage that Israel really had that they gave away. In Romans chapter 3, in Romans chapter 3, and we're just going to read verses 1 and 2 just to remind Israel what it had. And in Romans chapter 3, and we begin at verse 1, Romans 3 verse 1 says, What advantage then hath the Jew? Or what profit is there of circumcision? much every way, chiefly because that unto them were committed the oracles of God. The oracles of God, the witness of God, the words of God, the testimony of God, the instructions of God were committed to Israel, but they asked Samuel for another king. God says, my culture, my government, the way was given to Israel. See, the word advantage here means the upper hand. See, Israel didn't understand that because they had the oracles of God, because they were going and living in the government of God, they had the upper hand in every circumstance. They actually, and today would be called the cheat code. They had the cheat code to life, the cheat code to success, 
and, and they had the cheat code for the life to come. It was far superior to the ways of the other gods, but Israel didn't want it any longer. We have to think about ourselves today when God offers us the same advantage. What do we do? Do we want to go with the others? Do we serve another God or do we actually want to serve the Lord? Go to Isaiah 55. Because he wanted to remind them and he reminded them and he reminded the days of Isaiah. But he, he reminds us today because we can so easily be tricked back into serving something different. Because the whole world is structured on something different. And if we would use our eyes and our feelings and, and our inclinations, we will always go for what the world goes for. But he wants to reassure us this morning in Isaiah chapter 55 and verse 9. He said, For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. See, he had promised Israel, he, he shared with Israel the results of living in a culture of the Most High. He had told them about them. He said, my ways are higher than your ways. You can't understand how high that is, how much more uh, that you will benefit walking with me because I am the Most High God. Even though you see things on this earth and you look, it looks exciting or it looks like something I want to do, I am higher. And so therefore, I want you as my children to be higher. See, he had tried to tell them that. Even back when they were walking in the wilderness and when God was trying to explain these things to them, he tried to show them that if you just do this, if you just let me be your God, you will be higher. And we find this in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 28. See, you would think that every time God used his, his, his grace to remind Israel that they would turn around. But as he said in Samuel, they've always been like this. They've always been a stiff-necked and rebellious people. They always wanted to be a people who wanted to be absorbed by the environment around them. We talked this morning where he said, before you go into the promised land, I'm going to go before you, and then you are going to destroy the environment that you all are walking in because it is a lower environment. It is an inferior environment. It might be shiny, but it's not my environment. Mine is the superior way. And so if you focus on me and you let me be your God, you will benefit gr more greatly than any other relationship with any other God. In Deuteronomy chapter 28, he tries to say something to us. In Deuteronomy 28 and verse 9, he said, The Lord shall establish thee and holy people unto himself. There was going to be a one-on-one -on -one relationship, Israel and the Holy One of Israel, God. There was going to be a one-on-one -on -one relationship. That means I will particularly look after you, bless you, guide you. I will make you my people. And he hath sworn unto thee, if thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God and walk in his ways, and all the people of the earth shall see that thou art called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of thee. Now why, if God wants to put us in this position, why do we want to join the people who are going to be afraid of us? Why do we want to be like the rest of the nations, the inferior way? All of their ways are inferior to God. 
And God says, I want to give you my ways. Just walk in my ways. Let me be your God. Follow my commandments. It is a better way. It's a more successful way. It's a more uh, a joyful way. It is the way that you think that these lesser gods are going to try to convince you that they can give you. But he said, I am this superior God. Be my superior people. You know, sometimes we say, how could a people desire to be anything else but the children of God? We think that they're, they were kind of crazy, don't we? And God gave them this offer. Why didn't they take it? Why didn't they stay with it? If someone offered you this package, would you take it? Yes. I hope you would. Let's go down to verse 11. We're still in Deuteronomy 28. This is the package he gave. He said, this is what following me provides for you. Verse 11 says, and the Lord shall make thee plenteousness, plenteous, I'm sorry, in goods, in the fruit of thy body and in the fruit of thy cattle and in the fruit of thy ground and in the land which the Lord swear unto thy fathers to give thee. He said, I'm going to give you this land and everything you do in this land is going to be what's called plenteous. Everything will be plenteous. And that's what we're out here hustling for, striving for, so we can have plenty of this and plenty of that and plenty of those things. God says, I'm going, on the land I'm giving you, if you follow me, everything you do will be plenteous. plenteous. Verse 12 says, The Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure, the heaven to give the rain unto the land in the season, and to bless all the work of thine hand. And thou shalt lend unto many nations, and shalt not borrow. You will not have to wait for a stimulus check. When you follow the ways of God, he has what you need, and he has it in abundance. And that's why it's so incredible how we could choose another way and then complain that the other way isn't working. The other way can't, be, can't work compared to the superior way. How did Israel get to this point? How did they come to an, a, a point that they openly defied and rejected the Lord? Because that's what they did in Samuel. They said, we don't want it no more. We want to be like the rest of the inferior nations. And the problem was this. Go to Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1. And this is our problem as well today. This is why we serve other gods. And, and, and it's such a trick. The Lord explained it to me this morning. It's such a trick the devil has played. Because it's really slick. But we all fall for it. Because remember, the devil never wants us to walk in the superior way because once we walk there, once we are convinced like Moses was convinced that God does care, that God will provide, that God will protect, we will never desire his inferior way. So all he has to do is in Joshua, we see this in Joshua chapter 1 in verse 7. We begin in Joshua chapter 1 in verse 7. He said, Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. The devil says, I just need them to stop focusing on God's way. Verse 8 says, This uh, book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein, and then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. 
See, it was their lack of focus and belief in the way of God that caused them to be susceptible to the influence of the spirits of the other nations. It was their inconsistency that caused them to think God wasn't the God of his word. See, when you begin to listen to that supernatural power, you become inconsistent in following God. And, and when you are inconsistent, you begin to have problems. Now, here's the trick of the devil. Because of your inconsistency, you begin to have problems, and then you blame God for the problems because you say God didn't do what he said he was going to do. And so your, your ear will be open to listen to somebody else's suggestion about how to get things done. See, when you have those problems, the Spirit will have you blaming the way of God for all your problems. We do that often. We, we quit on God because we weren't consistent. We wanted God, okay, I open my Bible Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. What, why am I having problems? He said, you need to be consistent. He said, meditate on me day and night. Follow me. Do my will. Then you will find the good success. See, that spirit will whisper to you, and it will say, you see, the way of your God only caused you hardship and strife, when all the while it was actually the evil spirit causing those hardships and strifes. But they wanted to blame it on God, and, and they didn't want you to take credit for it. They didn't want you to have a, a, think that you had anything to do with it. It's the way you're walking. Your God is doing this to you. We have another way of doing it. But you never really walked with him. You were inconsistent in walking with him. You didn't keep your mind on what he told you to keep your mind, his, your mind on. You didn't follow the way he asked you to, but you in your mind saying, well, God didn't do what he said he was going to do. No, it was you not doing your part that caused these problems. And, but we blame it on God and we look for some other God to help us in our time of need. That makes sense? Well, then that spirit will entice you to come on over to the dark side. And it will entice you because it will give you the material things for a season. As the Bible calls it, sin for a season. The things that you, weren't, you, you, that you think that God didn't provide for you, it will provide for you. And you'll get caught. And all of a sudden, you really are not walking with God. And then what happens is those other gods will finally show you who they are. The wretchedness of their character. And then what will happen, you'll be lost because you have set your whole life based upon that God system as opposed to taking the superior way. And then the devil, once that happens to you, once you find out you've been tricked, then the devil will say, well, you can't go back. You know you can't go back. God, God's a God of judgment. Don't believe that. Even if you get all the way down here, God can save. God can help. See, this is how they got to the point of asking for another God. This is how they did it. This is how Israel got it. They stopped, they stopped doing they stopped listening. They didn't meditate. So they were wide open to the suggestions of these other spirits. Because we are not committed today to walking in the ways of our creator, we are under the influence of the spirit of the other nations. There is a spirit out here. These other gods are real. These aren't angels. These are, well, we better not get into that. These are other gods. That this spirit is real. It, it, its job is to get you to worship it. And so if you're not actively 
asking the Lord of the heavens to protect you, you will fall under the influence. And there's nothing you can do about it. If you don't make a commitment to actively pursue Christ, you will fall under the influence because this is supernatural action and you have given up your supernatural protection. We're walking under the government and culture of another king right now. And we ask for it. We ask for it. Let's look at, let, let's go to Genesis. Let's look at the mistake that we make. If this is the trick, this is the mistake that we make. Let's just go back to Genesis. It says, as soon as Eve stopped meditating, she was wide open. So let's, let's, see, what, let's see what Satan did. In, in Genesis 3, we know this story. He got her to act upon a lie. Now this is, and you think it's the lie about you should not surely die. Actually, it was something else as well. Verse 4 of Genesis 3, it says, And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day that ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Let me tell you something. Eve was already the daughter of God. So why is she having a conversation about being anything but what she already was? She didn't need Satan to give her a, a, a avenue to be a God. Why? Because she was the daughter of God already. Satan made an offer to her that she did not need to accept. Her husband was the son of God. They were already that. They were already what that Satan was trying to say you can be. They already was that. You're going to be like God. I'm, I'm a daughter of God. I am that. But they got caught in that trick. See, Satan comes at us like that, like he can give us what God can't. That's his thing. He, he, he positions himself and says, well, God won't give you that for some reason. God can't give you that for some reason. But the Most High has already promised that all that is being offered to us, if we just walk in this superior way. Eve was already in the superior way. She was already what he said he was going to make her by partaking of this fruit. She was already that. She was already at the superior way. But God says, by his superior commandments, just live in the superior mindset. Live in the superior culture. This is God's way. He said, I'm, you are, what, you, what the devil is offering you, you can have with me and that more abundantly. Because that's why you exist, so you can have this. He tried this same trick on Jesus. And it was kind of funny with Jesus. Go to Matthew chapter 4. We got to stop be believing the counsel of the other gods or the suggestions of the other gods. You don't need to have a conversation with them. And this is what Christ told, told Satan. He said in, in verse 6 of Matthew 4, he said, and, 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 and saith unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down. For it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. And Jesus said unto him, It is written, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. See, the Father, 40 days earlier, had already told the universe 
this is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. Right? When at the baptism, 40 days earlier, uh, at the baptism, he announced to every creature that this is my son, I'm well pleased. So when Satan came and said, if you be, there's no time for a discussion. Why, why am I going to talk to you about if? I already am. I don't have to prove to you anything. My father has certified me. Therefore, I don't need to have this discussion. And he said, no, tempt God. See, uh, he was already the son of God. So why did Christ have to prove anything to him? He didn't. And he did not. He, did, he didn't have to answer this allegation. He didn't have to prove anything to Satan because God had, his father had told him who he was. Does that make sense? So we don't have to do any of those things. We don't have to uh, uh, play the game of Satan. Just walk and believe in God's way. Now let's go to Matthew 8, 4. Matthew 4, let's go down to 8. Again, the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. Okay, this was a literal trip. He said throughout all history, they, 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 these were people who understood the spirit. They understood what was going on. And so he said, I'm going to show you all of these nations, all of this glory of the nations, all of the things the nations offers, all the other gods. I'm going to show you all these things. And he, say, he said, uh, and the kingdoms of this world and the glory of them and saith unto him, all these things will I give thee if thou will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said unto them, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Why? Why could Christ make this statement? He didn't even deal with the, 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 the uh, uh, presentation. Why? Because all the nations, all the glory, already belong to him. So why do I have to do something to get what already belongs to me? Christ was smarter than that. He saw the tricks that Adam fell and Eve fell and everybody else fell, as Israel fell. Even in the days of Samuel, they said, make us like a king like the other nations because it looks like they, they can get this stuff. God says, you already have it if you just follow my superior way. When we realize that God's promises are still valid for Israel, we will begin to strive to be loyal children of God. We'll strive to be obedient. We'll strive to be uh, consistent with his way, walking in his culture, walking in his, in his instructions, and walking in his power. That's what Christ would do. That's why Christ didn't fall for the, 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 the proposition, I'll give you this if you do this. He said, you can't give me what's mine. And so don't believe the, the, the supernatural uh, uh, whispers in your ear, I can make you this if you just do this. God said, I have already made you superior. Why are you talking to them? Why are you even uh, uh, contemplating what they say? I have made you this. I want you to be this. Walk this way and you'll have that and more. We got to believe that one day. Because we're going to get caught in this trap that, that, that at one day we won't be able to get out of. Let's go to John 1. John chapter 1. 
You got to believe this today because this is the way of the superior. We begin to believe this. We'll begin to walk in this and we'll begin to be able to resist the inclinations of the other gods, the supernatural whispers in our ears that cause us to go astray. John chapter one, verse 12. He said, but as many as received him to them, gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. If you are a son of God, why are you dealing with inferiors as it relates to how you walk and how you operate and what, who, your, who your commander is? Why are you dealing with that? And that's what Israel had gotten to point. They wanted to have another commander because Satan had tricked them. Satan said God won't do something. God can't do something. But the only reason God wasn't doing it is because they weren't doing what they were supposed to do. God is not going to reward bad behavior. God treats us somewhat like a two-year-old. When we start spinning around in the floor, pitching a fit, he's not going to reward that. Unfortunately, that's pretty much the uh, parental tactics today. Well, just give him something to be, keep him quiet. No, God is not like that. God says, here is the list. Here is my power to perform the list. Now walk in the list. And when you walk in the list, here is the reward. But I also told you, if you refuse and rebel, bad things are going to happen to you. We just happen to believe another spirit that said, well, God's making that stuff happen to you. Now, you know, you, 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 you good. You go to church every week. You know, you ain't killed anybody. You know, that's what God said. But look, God's not delivering on his promises. God said, if you walk in my way, you will see the end of God. You will see the result of following God. You'll see the power of God in your life. He said, because I gave you power to be sons and daughters of mine. When you're part of my family, things are a little different. Why are we asking to be part of another family? Satan has tricked us, y'all, into believing that contentment. Remember when God says, be content. He has is, he is convinced us that the word contentment means to settle in an inferior way. But on the contrary, being content in living in the ways of God is actually a superior way. Because that's what you hear about people. Well, you know, all you Christians, y'all can't have fun. You Christians don't have money. You Christians don't, y'all can't do this and can't do that. Because, you know, he told you to be content. If you broke, just be content. No, content doesn't mean with God that you are settling for an inferior position. God is always the superior position. So wherever he has you is a superior position than the devil can offer you. I hope this is making sense. He's tricked us. Luke, 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 Luke 18. Luke 18. The superior way. It's always superior. He's given us the instructions. He's established a culture. See, Israel had all of those laws and statutes. They had all manner of uh, uh, instructions on how to work with one another, how to work with the other nations, how to be clean, how to be holy, how to be blessed. He gave them all of that, and this always works. But he often said, my people, they're always a stiff neck. They always want to look to the other field. They, the grass is always greener on the other side. And they don't even know anything about that. Unfortunately, they always want to be 
uh, absorbed or uh, uh, into another culture. When God says, I, I have given you a culture, why do you want to be? It's like rich people, rich children. And I want to tell you all about uh, these rich children, how, you know, they're always looking to be something that they're not for a while. You know, they start listening to music that's not of their culture. You know, or they want to go down to the club that's found in the darker sides. I don't say darker, that's a bad word. In, in the seedy sides of town. They always want to, you know, well, uh, it looks fun over there. Well, God says, why, why, why do you want to go to the ghetto when I have made you the penthouse? Why do you want to, you think the ghetto is good? Let me tell you something about the ghetto. People who live in the ghetto are only living there because they can't leave. As soon as they get an opportunity, they leave because they realize this is not the best. This is an inferior way to live. But they have to, because of their mind, they have to make it look like something because they get, they'll go crazy. So why are we trying to look like, uh, uh, look to the ghetto for all our answers? Why do we want to live in a ghetto way? God says, I've given you better. Please take it. Let's go to Luke 18. Luke chapter 18. God said, my way is so perfect. My way is, has a dual purpose. Let's go to Luke 18. We'll start at verse 28. Luke 18, verse 28. Then Peter said, lo, we have left all and followed thee. Right? Now Peter was, he was making this declaration. We have left the other gods. We have left the other way, the other, uh, the other system of belief. We have left all to follow thee. And what Peter was trying to imply is we don't, you know, have everything. We've given everything that we had up, and it doesn't look like we got anything. And verse 29 says, And he said unto them, Verily I say unto you, There is no man that hath left house, or parents, or brethren, or wife, or children, for the kingdom of God's sake, who shall not receive manifold more in this present time, and in the world to come, life everlasting. Those are always the two things God is working on with his people. Not only to bless you in the present time, but also give you the blessings of the world to come. This is what Satan cannot offer you. He might give you a trinket. He might give you a temporary joy in a, or call it, call it a, a joy, uh, sin for a season, but he cannot give you eternal life and he can't give you a good life on this earth. You cannot be with Satan and have a good life. He makes it look to the untrained mind as a good life. You know, with all the, the actors and the, 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 the you know, what, one thing about acting, you can be hot one day and be gone the next day. You could be Academy Award winner and not be heard from again. That's how Satan works. It looks like, oh, wow, they're just a superstar. And they, you, you don't know. They're on drugs. Their children are, are committing suicide. They, what they have to do to stay there. All these horrible things that the devil doesn't let the untrained eye see. So we lust after what we think is their good life. And there's nothing good about their life. And if you, if you, were, labeled, you were able to take them to the side, they will tell you to run. You don't want this life. But God says, I have a life that's better than what you think their life is. 
I have a more fulfilling life. I have a successful life. I have not only the life of this world, but I have the life, the eternal. Well, he said here, life everlasting, the world to come. See, in the superior way of God, it's built, built into this superior way of God. There's so many safeguards. In the culture of God, there's so many safeguards that produce the joy and the happiness and the success that we want to experience. The things that we think other people are experiencing when we, when we watch them and they talk to us, we think they're experiencing this. God says, I got the real joy. I got the real happiness. I got the real success. I don't have this fake facade that they're putting before you to try to draw you into serving their gods. I am the true God. Serve me and I'll give you all the real deal. See, when you get a chance. Yeah, we'll let you go. When you get a chance, compare the way of the nations described in 1 Samuel chapter 8 with Deuteronomy 28. Now, remember, in 1 Samuel 8, that's when they asked for the king. Right now. Now, I want you to see what God promised them would happen to them because they're serving another God. They wish to worship, be controlled, be governed by another God. He said, this is going to happen to you because that's what happens to those who serve another God. That's the program of the other God. You'll become slaves. Your children will become slaves. You will pay all these crazy taxes. You will do all these. This will happen to you because that is the true system of the other God. But if you go to Deuteronomy 28, you'll find the true system and the government of God and what it rewards you with. We started out a little bit talking about it now. He said, you will be prosperous in everything that you do. Everything on your land will grow better than any other land. Every business transaction will be better than any other business transaction that ever happened. You know, sound like Trump. You'll, you'll, do, you'll do things that is, are incredible because you're with God. Just when you get a chance, compare those two and then ask yourself, which one you would rather have. See, when we see that, when we see which is the superior way, when we see which way produces the desired results, and we stop believing the supernatural suggestions offered by these other nations, and we stay loyal to God, we will find that good success, we will find that happiness, we will find that joy, because it is built into his way, as he called it, the superior way. Stay in this superior way. Stop half trying to do the superior way and let the devil trick you in saying that, his, that, that God's way is not better. It's not better for those who half do it. It's better for those, as he told Joshua, meditate on this day and night. Stay with it. Watch me do what I do best, which is to have mercy and to bless. This is what I do best, he says. When we see that, when we practice that, when we understand that we are sons and daughters of God and stop letting this other power tell us that we're not, to tell us that, that, that being a son of God is not worth it, that is the craziest thing you ever wanted to hear in your life. To be the son of the Most High God, who can give you more than that? Nothing can. Let's accept it. Let's be happy with it. Take the superior way. Walk in that way. Embrace the culture of God. It, I mean, you can, see, you can see his whole culture in his Ten Commandments. In, in, in Israel, there should be no adultery. In Israel, there should be no stealing. 
what great safeguards that you can go into a business transaction and knowing somebody's not trying to take you when you have no other God before him. And the elderly will be taken care of. Why? Because in the culture of Israel, you honor your father and mother. See, all these things are built into the government and system and culture of God. It's a wonderful experience. And any nation that follows these principles will be superior. We've just been convinced that these aren't the ways to be superior. We've been said that you got to hustle. You can hustle all you want to. How many hustlers that have been hustling for 40 years, still hustling? I can make it. I can do it. I can make it. I can do it. Let me tell you how to do it and be successful. Simple. Just what he told Joshua. He said, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but if you meditate day and night, thou mayest and do observe to do all the things that are written therein, you will have good success and you will make your way prosperous. Prosperity is found in the superior way. Let us embrace this way. Let us walk in this way. Let us shut our ears to the suggestions of those other gods and walk with the true and living God. Amen? Let's have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, again, we thank you to reminding us once again that your way is the way. You said it's not grievous, and it's not. Your burden is light. Father, we've been listening to a strange God for too long, and we ask that you would help us, Lord. Deliver us from our foolishness, that we may be able, Lord, to walk in this superior way, that we may show the world that you are God, and beside you there is none other. Help us to this end is our prayer. And in the name of Jesus, we ask it. Amen.